Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening as ever. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Once again, guys, it's another weekend full of football action for you. As usual, we're going to go through our highlights, our betting tips for the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. Uh, we had a 58% strike rate last week, so that was an improvement on the week before when we were at just under 50%. So it's going in the right direction. We want to keep progressing that one. Uh, 58% though, I'm pretty happy with that. So nearly two in every three tips is is right. Yeah, and a lot of upsets again, wasn't there? There seems to be quite a few upsets going on at the moment. So it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly nice to look back and see that we, you know, we got over half, almost two thirds correct. So yeah, yeah, great stuff. Right. So I'm sure we'll cover some of those upsets in this show. It's worth saying as well, we're recording on the Tuesday night. There are some Carabao Cup matches um, ongoing on the Wednesday night. The results of that, we don't know. Um, so may affect some stuff this weekend, may not, but uh, we'll do our best regardless. Uh, we'll start with the Premier League then. I'll let you go first, Tom. Um, pick us out one of the things that you like from the Premier League this weekend. Before I get into games I, I want to bet on, I, I want to actually just talk about a game and alert the profit chasers to a banana skin, really. Yeah. West Ham, Man United, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff at the London Stadium. West Ham priced at 7-2, draw 11-4, United 8-11. It's very, very fresh right now, as we, as Tom said, we're recording on a Tuesday night, and United have just gone out to Derby in the Carabao Cup. That's obviously affecting uh, quite a few things, you know, fans' mood. And just the way that people are, are thinking about this game, I certainly am not going to go and say that West Ham are going to go out there and win 2-3-0. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to look at West Ham on the double chance. West Ham are certainly improved. A very good away win at Everton. A creditable nil-nil uh, draw with the outstanding Chelsea. They're certainly going in the right direction. And it's all about United bouncing back again, isn't it? You can get West Ham or draw at 23 to 20. And I kind of like the idea of that, maybe on an outsider bet. Yeah, that's not a bad price at all. We saw last weekend Chelsea went to the London, to the London Stadium, uh, lost their 100% record. It was a 0-0 draw. Um, so you think if West Ham are starting to get it together, like they look like they could well be, um, if you can draw against Chelsea, I think they've definitely got the potential to draw against the Man United side, who are once again going to have to answer a lot of media questions. There's going to be a lot of speculation again around Mourinho and his future. Just when we were saying that it seemed like the players had come out and started playing again for Mourinho, uh, this goes and happens. It's come out in the papers as well today that He's told the squad apparently that Pogba will never be captain of United again as long as he's manager. So again, the rift with Pogba resurfaces. It just seems to be one drama after the next, doesn't it, for United this season? Just negativity, um, and whether the media paint him negatively or whether he does it to himself, it's just so it's unhealthy. And I, you know, I don't. I said before. Do you remember when we were talking about the first crisis after the Tottenham game? I said, it's time to go. It's time to yep. go, and I still stand by that. The quicker they get rid of this bloke, the better, honestly. It'll be interesting to hear what he's got to say in the post-match press conference from uh, the Carabao Cup match. Usually it seems when they suffer a really poor result, he tries to deflect the blame away from the team and the performance, because he'll come out with something outrageous in the press conference post-match, and everyone will then be talking about that comment that he made in the press conference. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, but no excuses, really, for, for Manchester United to be, be losing in penalties to Derby, especially okay. at home. You agree with the banana slip, kind of West Ham double chance? I, I don't know if I'd be confident enough to 
tip anything in this game, to be honest. But I, I think definite banana skin. I would not be back in Man United, I can tell you that for free. If I had to do anything, I'd be looking at double chance. But, yeah. So I would like to look at Arsenal-Watford. So this is one of the three o'clocks on Saturday. Uh, what I'd like to tip for this one is the both teams to score, and that is priced at 11-20. to 20. Watford have still scored in every league game so far this season. And to be fair, Arsenal have actually been pretty good recently, uh, but they're much better in attack than they are in defence. Saying that, though, I suppose Petacek's been in great form recently, but it's who's in front of him that still concerns me. Um, Watford on the nose are actually massive odds, 6-1. to one. Double chance for Watford or Joy is 2-1. Um, and Watford have actually beaten Arsenal in each of the last three seasons. So in one of the games they've played each other, Watford have won at least one of them in the last three seasons. Um, so I definitely think they've got enough about them, considering Arsenal's frailties at the back, to at least get on the score sheet. So I think both teams to score is the way I'd go down here. It's 11-20 to 20 though, so it's not the best price you'll see all weekend. No, I would expect it to be a little bit better than that, actually. I think that's a little bit tight, but I certainly do agree with you. I think both teams to score is the avenue to go down. This Watford team are forward-thinking. They're going to want to get on the front foot. I don't think they'll be scared of Arsenal, and obviously Arsenal at home, when they're on it, they're scintillating. So, yeah, it promises to be a good game, and both teams to score is something that I will be looking at for sure. Let's follow on on another three o'clock kickoff and let's stay kind of on the North London theme. I'm looking at Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I'm not going to have too much to say on this because they are priced at two to five, but they are away at Huddersfield. I think it's well worth pointing out the elephant in the room. I think Spurs will go there and have absolutely no problems against a Huddersfield team that are are in a crisis. You talk about Man United being in a crisis. Huddersfield are in an absolute downward spiral right now and it's not looking good, is it? No, absolutely not. It'll be interesting to see with Huddersfield, actually, if they stick with David Wagner because, you know, this guy was untouchable. Um, No one expected the promotion in the first place. Did an amazing job last season to keep them up. But now... The owners and the fans have had a taste of Premier League football for over a season. It'd be interesting to see if they want to stick with Wagner um, or they'd be more tempted to roll the dice to try and maintain their Premier League status. Yeah, yeah. so this reminds me of the kind of Nigel Adkins scenario we had at Southampton a few years back. Obviously, Southampton, much bigger club, much more kind of expected promotion. He was adored by Southampton fans and the general public thought it was an absolute outrage that he was sacked. An unknown manager, really, especially on the English shores. Mauricio Pochettino came to town and I think it's fair to say they made the right, made the right decision. So it's going yeah. to be a big toss-up, isn't it? Loyalty against survival. Which way will they go? It's hard to say, but yeah, I think it goes without saying that Tottenham will win on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to look at Fulham on the double chance. They're away at Everton this weekend and they're priced at evens. Um, Everton have had a fantastic August. Then they tailed off, coinciding with Richarlison's red card. Uh, wins since that happened. They're down in 12th now in the league um, on just six points. And I think Fulham... Although their recent results haven't been all that great, I definitely think they've got enough about them, considering how poor this Everton side have been of late, to get at least a draw. Yes, and I I totally agree with what you're saying. I would be leaning towards the draw. What I wrote down was both teams to score, which is priced at four to seven. So, you know, it's not exactly the best price you'll see. But what I like about Fulham is I think they're built for an away team. They've got pace on the wings. They've got adventurous fullbacks, a creative midfielder and a target man. And I think, you know, they have all the ingredients to to cause people issues, especially away from home. So, yeah, I really fancy them to get on the score sheet at the very, very least 
And yeah, I was kind of flirting with a draw. 11 to 4 is the draw on the nose. And as Tom said, the double chance is probably the, the safer option. So the weekend's football is obviously highlighted mainly by the 5.30 heavyweight kickoff between Chelsea and Liverpool at Stamford Bridge. This promises to be an absolute cracker. We've got Liverpool have won every single game this season. Chelsea had done, as Tom said at the top of the show before that draw away at West Ham. Chelsea are priced at 15 to 8. The draw is 5 to 2. Liverpool are 13 to 10. Big, big game. Promises to be a really enjoyable game to watch as well. Tom, which way are you looking? Ooh, tough game to call. It really is. Uh, this is actually a rematch uh, from Wednesday night's Carabao Cup game. So uh, these two sides playing each other in the cup, although Liverpool were the home side for that one. Um, I don't think that cup game will actually affect this one too much, though, with a lot of squad rotation that's probably going to go off. Um, I imagine both sides will play some fringe players in that one. But what I would say about this game is that Liverpool have passed their first big test of the season when they won away at Spurs. Then they passed their second big test by beating PSG in the Champions League. I think this supposed season derailing run of fixtures that Liverpool have got throughout um, September and October, they're just ticking all these boxes, passing every test so far with flying colours. Um, I'm actually going to go on the side of Liverpool for this game and back them to win it. Um, I don't think we'll see Chelsea sitting in, trying to stifle the Liverpool attack. I think they'll still try and play their usual game. They'll try and get Jorginho to dictate the play. But Liverpool are all about the press. I don't think they're going to give Jorginho the time or the space that he needs to hurt them. Um, I think the way Chelsea are going to play this will probably play into Liverpool's hands. Um, Chelsea will probably play their game, come on to them. Liverpool will press and counter and do what they do best and kill them off. Yes, I. it's really fascinating. Yet we talk about we talk about Liverpool, rightfully so. They've been unreal this season. But look at Chelsea. Chelsea are just I mean, by the way, this best player award and the Puskas award and all that is is an absolute farce. Let's be honest. But Kante oh, and Hazard were at least recognised in the world eleven. So arguably, you've got one of the one of the best wingers in the world and one of the two best central midfielders in the world on the same team. I don't care who they're playing. That Chelsea are dangerous. Chelsea are really dangerous. I, I don't want to get wrapped up in the Liverpool um in the Liverpool hype just yet. Um if Joe Gomez plays, the form he's been in this season, that will be a big boost. Matip played at the weekend and although he scored, he's certainly, you know, not really hit the heights that Gomez has hit since his time at Anfield. I would be looking at over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. It's 10 to 11 for the combination. That's what I'd be looking at. I think I can see a lot of goals. I can't call the result, but over 2.5 and both teams to score, 10 to 11. I think that's a good price and a good bet. I do like that, to be fair. Yeah, I really do fancy Liverpool for this one for the reasons that I've said, but... If you weren't confident in picking a side, I definitely think that's a, a really good alternative at pretty good odds, actually. I just think if this was Conte's Chelsea team, you could see them trying to sit in, stifle Liverpool, play for a draw, um, perhaps try and nick a goal. But I don't think they're going to do that. And I certainly think that that's going to help Liverpool um, in the way they play their game. Sorry doesn't sit in, does he? He doesn't do that. No. Man. And neither does Klopp. So it promises to be open, and yeah, I th with that bet over two point five and both teams to score, only needs to be two one, and you and you're in. So yeah, for me, for me, it's a really good price. Oh, yeah, I do like it. Liverpool for me, but yeah, alternatively, that is a good bet. So shall we uh move on to the second most electrifying fixture in the Premier League this weekend? It's on Sunday. It's a four o'clock kickoff, and it's Cardiff, Cardiff Burnley. Cardiff price at six to four. The draw two to one. Burnley two to one. Tom, 
promises to be a very different game to the one at Stamford Bridge, that's for sure. Um, do you have anything in mind for this game? I just kind of wanted to... I've got a tip. I just wanted to kind of talk about the uh, about the game because it is a big one at the bottom, especially for Cardiff. So i uh, wondering if you had any thoughts on it. As you said, massive game for Cardiff. Burnley got that great 4-0 win against Bournemouth last weekend. So that's taken a fair amount of pressure off this game for them. But yeah, for Cardiff, you're looking at these home games against your Huddersfields, Burnleys, um, similar size, Newcastles, those kind of sides. If they're not picking up three points in those kind of games, it's no night. I think it's I think they've gone already, but they've got to be looking at this with more attacking intent than they take towards a lot of their games. If I had to tip anything for this, I'd tip under 2.5 goals. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. The bookies tend to agree, though. It's 11 to 20, so it's not a great price. I don't think it's going to be a particularly exciting game for the neutral, um, considering what's at stake. And I don't think it's going to be pretty, but under 2.5, if Cardiff won this, it wouldn't surprise me, 1-0. I know exactly where you're coming from here. It's it's tough. I did look at a potential outside bet. I thought Burnley were excellent against Bournemouth, who had been really, really good up until then. I think mm. all the pressure will be on Cardiff, and I think Cardiff will have most of the ball, which is something they won't get a lot this season. But something just tells me that Burnley have clicked into gear. If you fancy Burnley... I, I, same with you, Tom. I think it'll be low scoring, no matter the result. Some of that caught my eye, maybe as an outsider, was Burnley to win and under two point five. It's four to one. Four to yeah, one for bad. Burnley, who finished seventh last season and won four 0 last week, to go away at arguably the worst team in the league. Who knows between them and Huddersfield, and you know get a one two two nil win. Who knows? It's four to one. It's a good little outsider if you fancy a Sunday flutter. I think. Yeah, that is that is. Uh, I do think the scoreline against Bournemouth last week flattered Burnley a little bit, but um, got to take chances, and that's what they did uh, to put a little bit of gloss on the score. It's a nice little outsider. I do agree. Anything else for yourself, Tom? Nah, nothing else in the Premier League for me. Let's move on to the second tier, shall we? Uh, the Championship. So I'll kick us off then. Um, I can't look any further than Brentford at home to Reading. Again, price isn't the best. It's 11-20 to 20 for Brentford to win. Uh, they've played five games at home this season. They've won all five. They've scored 12 goals and conceded just the two. Reading are coming off their best win of the season, a 3-0 win against Hull. But I think Brentford are going to have way too much for them. Their form on the road uh, hasn't been good as Reddings, whereas, as we just said, Brentford's form at home is fantastic. If you'd like an improvement on the 11-20, to 20, you can also get Brentford minus one at 5-4. to four. Or alternatively, um, Brentford to score in both halves was 11-10. to 10. I didn't think that was too bad, considering they scored a fair amount of goals at home and Reading quite keen on conceding. Yes, Reading love to concede. Griffin Park is probably one of the hardest places to go in the league, I'd say. Uh, Brentford yeah. are pretty relentless going forward. Top scorer in the league. Um, yeah, everything points towards a home win, doesn't it? And I'd be very surprised if anything else happened, to be honest. Yeah. Let's talk about another team that is kind of in the promotion picture. They're pretty hot topic tonight. We've already discussed them, and that's Derby County. So Derby has sat mm. nicely in sixth position. That's probably you know exactly where they want to be for this stage of the season. They are away at Bolton. So Bolton have had a really tough time, haven't they? They have actually lost two and drew one. The draw was to Ipswich, which must have been an absolutely horrible game to watch. Derby, on the other hand, they lost away at Rotherham, surprisingly. Bounced back with a draw against Blackburn. They beat Brentford themselves at home. They've just beaten United. I feel like they're on the upward turn. 
And like I said, uh, Derby sat in sixth, so they're having a good start to the season. They are priced at 19 to 20, which I thought was a really good price. Moving on to another team who are in really good form at the moment. That's Norwich. They're at home to Wigan. They're priced at 23 to 20. I would have liked a little bit better odds for this one, considering that Wigan are in like fifth in the league. However, informed Norwich uh, are my tip to win here. Uh, Norwich have actually won five of their last six games in all competitions. That includes some really good wins against Middlesbrough and Premier League Cardiff. And Wigan, on the other hand, despite their lofty league position, are actually much better at home than they are away. They're not great travellers. And that's highlighted by losses already to Brentford, QPR, Villa and Rotherham. So uh, they're losing on the road to some sides who are not that great there, um, QPR and Rotherham, the two in point. So I think the form that Norwich are in, they can definitely be a Wigan side who struggle when they play away. Yeah, agreed. I had this game down as both teams to score, which I think is, you know, another potential option. Four to six for both teams to score. You are definitely right. Wigan are definitely way better at home than they are away from home. Uh, One other thing I did have wrote down, over 2.5 goals is priced at four to five. So I'm definitely leaning towards a Norwich win, and I do think there'll be plenty of goals to go with it. Yep. Another game that I want to talk about, not really, I don't really want to talk about it, but I'm going to, is the game between Birmingham and Ipswich. God, I used to enjoy watching these two in their heyday in the Premier League, but hey-ho, as a Forest fan, I know that you know you can't always be there. Um, we're looking at Ipswich in 23rd and Birmingham in 17th. The alarming stat for me is the goals scored. So we've played nine games. Okay, so if you look at West Brom, although they had an absolutely thumping victory, I think it was like 6-1 or something crazy like that, they scored 22, Leeds have scored 19. Go down towards the bottom of the league, Ipswich have scored six goals so far this season, Birmingham have scored seven. Absolutely terrible in front of goal. I'm predicting under 2.5 goals, which I'm pretty confident will come in. That's three to five. So. You know, it's it's not outstanding, but I think, you know, the first thing I thought of when I saw that game is dreary, not many goals. Yeah, I can definitely see that one happening. I think a lot of people actually don't like to back under as a market in comparison to over. But I definitely think with this game, three to five for under, the stats completely, uh, completely back up that. If you have over 2.5, and the goals keep flooding in. You, you don't give a monkey's do you? But I suppose, no. you know, if uh, three goals go in, you're done. So I, I, I get where profit chasers are coming from, but I'd be very surprised if there was more than three goals between these two teams. Yeah, me too, definitely. That kind of leads me nicely on to a tip that I had that's both teams to score. Blackburn at home to Nottingham Forest. These are two teams who definitely know where the back of the net is. Uh, Both these sides have only lost once in the league this season. Forest have scored in every single game they've played this season in all competitions, aside from one 0-0 away at Swansea. Whereas Blackburn, likewise, has scored in every single game, apart from two, where they drew 0-0 against Middlesbrough and Derby. I think both teams have got enough about them going forward get on the score sheet um Bradley Dak is on fire the guy's got like six goals and four assists in seven games at the moment he's absolutely smashing it yeah he's going to be the next kind of James Madison Joe like like kind of championship signing makes a move up to Premier League and looks comfortable he looks outstanding like I I heard about him last year and I saw very brief clips you know I've seen a, a tiny bit more this year and he looks yeah. absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, I think he's the next the next championship to Premier League, you know, 20 million kind of player. You reckon 20 million? Yeah, well, I think I might be wrong. West Brom 
tried to put a bid in for Dak on deadline day? Like yeah, one of those one loan of to buy weird, January? Yeah, one of these weird loan with a view to massive money signing. He signed a new deal, Dak. Uh, but, you know, Jack Grealish has just signed a new deal. We all know where that's, where that's going to go. My thoughts on this game. Um, obviously, I had a, had a little look at, at this match. It's, it's quite bizarre, actually, when you have a look at the form. Forest haven't won away. So they've played four, drew three and lost one. Um, scored four, conceded five. So, you know, pretty run-of-the-mill for and against. Haven't won. Look at Blackburn. They've actually, they're unbeaten at home. They've played four. Uh, drew three, though, and won one. They've only scored four, and they've let in three. So it's a really quite tight game, I think. Forest, you know, are definitely better at home. There's no doubt about it, but they are capable of nicking, you know, a good draw. And Blackburn are obviously struggling to kind of put the game to bed, I suppose. And so what I would like, to tip the profit chasers again i'm enjoying the outsiders at the moment it's draw and both teams to score 15 to 4 for that i really felt like there was another under 2.5 coming on there no mate no no this is this is something i don't tip i don't tip draws often it's not really something i often do but you know blackburn haven't been as good as i thought they had at home when you actually analyse Forest away from home, they're not as bad as you think. So, yeah, for me, I think it's going to end in a smack bang right in the middle draw. Mm. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And it wouldn't be the worst point for Forest away at, away at Blackburn. For Blackburn as well, newly promoted side, I know they've got lofty ambitions, but you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they got a, a draw against a team that smashed the transfer record once, pending twice in the summer. So, I think. Everyone yep. will be happy. Yeah. Uh, no more for the championship for me. I don't know if you've got anything else to add. No, no, I don't have anything else. Right, let's move on to League One. Um, sticking with the both teams to score theme here, I'm going to hit you with one straight away. That's Walsall against Accrington. Both teams to score in this game is priced at 7-10. to 10. Um Walsall have played 12 games in all competitions this season. 11 have been both teams to score. Accrington have played 10 games this season in all competitions and nine have been both teams to score. This will be both teams to score. Enough said. The history backs it up, doesn't it? The stats and the history. How can that not be both teams to score? If this is a nil-nil, I don't know what to do. I'll give up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, close the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, if this is nil-nil, no idea what to say. But, you know, what else can you tip, Tom, other than both teams to score when you've got that staring in your face? Uh, I am going to tip something for myself. I am looking at Sunderland. Sunderland are away at Coventry. Two big clubs for League One. First time they've played each mm-hmm. other, actually, since 2007. It's in Coventry, and I am going to tip the away side. Uh, Sunderland, they are priced at 6-5. to Now, Sunderland definitely took a little bit of time to get some form under their belts, but Sunderland recently have performed well. They did fall to Burton a week ago, but before that, they were unbeaten in the league. They had a tough game at home to a informed Rochdale on a Saturday just gone and dispatched of them 4-1, taking a 4-0 lead. And Coventry have struggled somewhat. They are handy at home. And they're certainly better there than they are away, but largely they are still very unflattering. A home defeat to Rochdale shows that, you know, although they are handy at home, they can be got at. And I think Sunderland, for me, are a good price at 6-5. to five. Yeah, I think even more worrying is an away defeat 3-1 at Bristol Rovers, who are really struggling. Um, I think there's so much inconsistency there. We, You mentioned the game against Rochdale. They also lost at home against Arsenal, Arsenal under-21s, 3-0. Uh, followed that up with a win against Barnsley. 
followed that up with the uh, 3-1 defeat against Bristol Rovers. So a very mixed bag from Coventry at the moment. I think Sunderland, like you say, seem to really be clicking into gear now. And uh, they're not a bad price at 6-5 to five above evens. Yeah, they're a decent price and uh, having a good season so far. So fingers crossed they win on Saturday. I'd like to look at something which isn't the best odds, but I definitely think it will come in. Uh, it's Wickham on the double chance. That's priced at one to two. So they're playing at home this weekend against a struggling South End side. Um, we got Wickham. If you looked at the table, you'd see them down in 18th position. So you'd think, oh, they're not really doing that great. They're just one point away from the relegation zone. However, They've actually been better than their results and their points tally shows so far. So their home record is actually pretty good. They've won one, drawn five, and lost just the one. So they don't win many at the moment, but they don't lose either. And that's what we need with the double chance. So if they want to add a six to that draw tally, uh, that is absolutely fine. South End, as I said, they've started the season pretty poorly. They've lost five of their nine games. So they don't really pose too much of a threat with the form they're in at the moment. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Southend are above Wickham in the league. However, Southend have lost five times and Wickham have hardly lost at all. It's, you know, it just shows you that it is in sometimes better to be a win-one-lose-one team than a team that can stay unbeaten for longer periods of time. Yes, 100%. I certainly see Wickham as a better side than a team that's lying in 18th, that's for sure. If you ask me, yeah. I, I didn't know they were 18th until I did my research today. And if you asked me to predict where they were, I'd have said about 11th, to be honest. Yeah. I, I thought they were doing much better. They obviously pushed Norwich very close as well in the Carabao Cup, didn't they? And so, yeah, they're definitely a team that I would fancy. And Southend, uh, I feel like Southend were nearly there for a few years. And, you know, we talk about teams missing their opportunities, don't we? And I think Southend missed their window to get promoted. And now it's going to be a bit of a rebuilding season, I think. Yeah. So I am going to stay kind of on the theme of the teams towards the bottom of the league. Well, one of them, at least. I think it is time to stick the knife into Plymouth. I've been waiting and waiting oh. for them to upturn in form because we all know how it went last season. They, you know, they lost so many games in a row. I think it was something crazy like 10 or 11. And then they suddenly had the upturn in fortunes and nearly made the playoffs. Nine games in, they're still waiting for that first win. They've conceded 16 along the way and they've got a home game against Arguably, the surprise package, uh, up there with Warsaw, the surprise package, Doncaster Rovers. They're sat in fourth right now. And Doncaster are priced to evens away at bottom of the league. So, you know, on the surface of things, fourth away at bottom, you take evens 100%. So, I was having a look at Doncaster's form. They lost at home to Blackpool in the Carabao Cup. Disappointing. They got back to the bread and butter of the league the game game day after that, and they drew one all away at Peterborough. Since then, they've strung together some very, very good results. They've beat Luton 2-1 at home. They've beat fellow surprise package Walsall 4-1 away. And they've beat Bradford under new management 2-1 at home. So... They're looking like they could be the real deal for like a top six, top eight kind of finish. And I, I've given Plymouth time to turn it round and it's just not happening. So now it's time to stick the knife in, I think. And for, at evens, I can't resist. I don't know. I don't know, you know. I, I just get something about this game, which I'm feeling positive vibes from Plymouth. I don't have anything to back this up. Or nothing. It's like... Last weekend, um, when you were hammering on about Yeovil being unbeaten in eight in lows, keeping six clean sheets in a row, and I said, I feel like Swindon are going to get something here. don't know why, but I do. 
Um, I feel like that with this game. I feel like this could be the game. I don't know if Plymouth will win, but I feel like they could end this losing streak that they're on and at least get a point from Doncaster. What worries me about Doncaster is that they can't keep a clean sheet to save their lives. As you said, they're in fourth, but the last six games have all been both teams to score. So it's their attack that's getting them out of jail a little bit at the moment. I completely understand what you're saying. If you ask me now, based on last season and what I know about Plymouth, which you know is, is average to little, I'll be honest, I, I do fancy him to get out of the, the mess they're in. I do fancy it. But you talk about Doncaster letting in goals. I'm going to give you a read of Plymouth's last six games in all competitions. How many they conceded? Five, three, three, zero. They did get a clean sheet. One, two. So, although it has obviously got better, Tom, they're shipping so many goals, mate. And you talk about Doncaster's attack. I don't know why we can ignore this any longer. John Marquise, six goals in nine games against that defence for me. There's only one winner. I get what you're saying, but I think if Doncaster were called Peterborough, I think you'd be all over him. But little old <laughs> Doncaster, it's little old Doncaster, so you're, you're reluctant. But I think if they were one of your fancy teams, you'd be all over them. That's my prediction. I don't know. We'll see how this pans out. But uh, yeah, for, for me, I'd at least think I at least think Plymouth will score, um, considering how leaky Doncaster have been at the back. So yeah, three to four is both teams to score for that one. Right there, you go, profit chasers. Um, I've got no more for League One. It's a very tough league to predict, to be honest, at the moment. Very, very tough. Yes, it is tough. Um, I do actually have one little tip that I would like to throw out there. It's a both teams to score tip. I'm surprised you haven't spoke about Peterborough, Tom. They're top of the league at home to a Blackpool side. They are in eight. But I'm surprised you haven't spoke about them much. You you don't fancy them? Nope. I think I think Blackpool are looking very good at the moment. To be honest, they've kept the most clean sheets um, out of anybody in League One. They've kept seven clean sheets so far in all of their games in all competitions. Um, really, really impressive. They they've only lost once this season, and that was on the second game, and that was at home to Portsmouth. Since then, they've been unbeaten in the last 10 games. Sorry, the last 11 games. Um, I I think Peterborough are much better away. We said this last week, Peterborough scored lots of goals away from home. They did so last weekend. At home, I don't know what it is, uh, whether it's the expectation of the crowd because they're top of the league, they they expect them to win. But I think Blackpool are going to go there and I think they're going to get at least a draw. I really do. I don't. Don't trust Peterborough this weekend. No. No, neither do I. Um, very, <coughs> very, very good argument. Um, obviously, you put put across the double chance, uh, draw or Blackpool, as Tom mentioned, which you know sounds pretty promising. It's 7-10. to 10. I was going to go for something that kind of contradicts against what you're saying. I actually think this would be both teams to score. I understand what you're saying regarding uh, Blackpool and their, their stubborn defence, but I think I look at Peterborough's uh, goal-scoring exploits, and again, I know you're saying they score a lot away from home, but I can't ignore the fact that they've got Matt Godden, 7-9, Jason Cummings, 6-8, then they've got Mark O'Hara and Siriki Dembele, I think I'm saying his name right, 3-9. Um, and you look at Blackpool, Blackpool, their top scorer has got two. But I just fancy him to, to get a goal. I think a draw, I agree with you, a 1-1 is what we can expect here. Um, as you said, you, you read out everything that kind of cements the fact that this is going to be a tight game. For me, I would go for both teams to score on this one. Hmm. Not so sure. They've... 
But what worries me is Blackpool have four nil nils in the league so far this season. They've only played nine yeah, they games. Do. They do, but you know, not all of the defences in the league are as uh, generous as Peterborough's. And you know, I can see them going there and getting at least one goal. And Peterborough, as I said, one goal for me as well is something that I can, I can definitely see happening. We'll see how that one pans out. Tell you what, League One. But reflecting on League One next week is going to be interesting because we've uh, opposed each other a little bit in this uh, in this part of the show. We have actually. We're normally, you know, pretty on the money. I'd say we we normally agree on almost everything, but yeah. not this time. Not this time, Tommy P. We'll we'll <laughs> see who's uh, who's letting us down on that fifty eight percent, shall we? <laughs> Okay, um, League Two then, shall we? Look at the final league. Kick us off, buddy. Okay, um, there's two that I really fancy in League Two this weekend. Um, I'll go straight in there with Exeter. They're away at Port Vale. They're priced at 9-5, to five, which is a really good price, I think, for Exeter, considering that they're up in second in the league now. Uh, double chance is 1-2. to two. That should absolutely 100% come in. Um, then Exeter to score two plus goals is 8-5 to five as well. Um, Exeter aren't goal shy. I can tell you that for free. They've got a good recent record away at Port Vale. They've won their last three games there. And there's, there's also a really random recent trend that I noticed. In, the, in this particular fixture, more often than not, the away side wins it. Um, so the last seven games between the sides, the away team has won five of them. So Exeter are the away side here. Should that continue again? And should their very good recent record against Port Vale continue? I think they're really good value at nine to five or one to two if you fancy the double chance. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, double chance, as you said, slightly worse odds as they normally are, but you know, that is super safeguarded in that 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 should absolutely come in and yeah exeter for me port vale what what do port vale offer honestly what do they offer absolutely diddly squat yeah grecians for me um staying with the theme of the teams at the top of the table it leads me on nicely to lincoln Lincoln have a game away at Cheltenham. So Lincoln, top of the league right now, uh, clear by three points uh, over Exeter that Tom just mentioned. They're away at Cheltenham, who are down in 18th. I'm, I'm purely going on records here. I was doing my research, and I pretty I stopped kind of abruptly as soon as I saw two things. Cheltenham, home record, played four, won none. Drew one, lost three, scored one goal. Lincoln, away from home, best away record in the league. Played four, won three, drew one, lost none, scored seven, conceded two. I don't know what else I need to say. You've got the best away team in the league against a team that scored one home goal all season. 10 to 11 for Lincoln. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that was my other team that I was going to tip. So thanks for robbing that one. Uh, I've also got down here Lincoln to score two or more goals at 21 to 20. Um, and Lincoln have scored two or more goals in five of their last seven games. So very keen to score, whereas Cheltenham aren't the best defensively. No, no, they're not. Um, I found League Two really tough this weekend. I don't know if you've got... Yeah. Anything else that you kind of want to throw out there um, that you want to tip on the podcast or is it? Nothing that I, I could confidently uh, tip out here. I'm happy yeah, to, to draw it. There, there are certain games, aren't there? So, you know, Mansfield, Northampton. On the face of it, Mansfield will win, but they scare me. Uh, another one that I'm going to kind of throw out there quickly is Newport, Cambridge. Again, Fancy Newport, but they're capable of lobbing in a, a random, random bad result, aren't they? Well, we've seen that one first hand, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Six nil. I can't back a team that loses six nil at home to Yeovil. This is actually, um, 
This is actually the first home game since that absolute massacre in the league. So, yeah, it, too too many too many if buts and maybes in League Two. So I'm sorry, yeah. League Two fans. I hope you hope you don't feel like we've ignored you this this uh, this weekend. But it's just not your week. No, it's not. <laughs> Let's move on then to uh, recap last week's Pompey Travels. Yep, so it was a week to forget for myself, unfortunately. I did have Sheffield United. They won 3-2 at home to Preston North End. I also had Portsmouth. They drew 2-2 home to Wickham. And he had Yeovil. And I told him so, but he wouldn't listen. They lost 3-0 to Swindon. So much for being the most on-form team in the league and keeping six clean sheets in a row. Joe, you bet against them, they win 6-0. You bet for them, they lose 3-0. I'm never betting on them again, at for or against. I said it last week. If that happens, I'm going to blacklist them. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you, you couldn't make that up. Well, I predicted it would happen, but you, you know, it's mad. It's ridiculous that it has actually happened. And to lose 3 0, they've not just lost, they've been battered a bit there. Yeah, honestly, they've been blacklisted. Already. <laughs> okay, um, well, for my treble, I had Peterborough, and they won 4 2 away at Gillingham. You also had West Bromwich Albion, they beat Millwall 2 0 at the Hawthorns. And I needed Leeds to beat Birmingham at home to seal the treble. However, they succumbed to their first defeat of the season and they lost 2-1. That is a terrible result. Terrible. Absolutely horrific. Of all the times they could lose that unbeaten record, it was had it had to be that weekend, didn't it? I'm laughing, but it hurts so much. I just can't believe it. I was I was watching the goals go in. They went 2-0 up. They went 2-0 up. I didn't think they yeah. scored two for the rest of the season, but hey, hey, <laughs> tis, tis what it is. Yeah. So now, guys, we're going to move on to this week's Bombproof Trebles. So this is the section of the show called the Bombproof Trebles. So Tom is going to read out a treble that he's going to back, and I'm going to read out a treble that I'm going to back. Completely down to you if you want to put a stake on this and followers into the weekend. But this is what we personally think will come in this weekend. Absolutely. So I'll go first with my treble. Um, it's a goals treble. So we'll start in League One with Walsall and Accrington, both teams to score at 7-10, to 10, then drop into League Two. Uh, Lincoln, top of the tree. We're going to go for them to score two or more goals in their match away at Cheltenham. That's 21-20. to 20. And then Exeter to score two or more goals in their game away at Port Vale. And that's eight to five. All the stats that you read out, especially the uh, the the Warsaw game, all lead to glory. Fingers crossed, Tom, that that one comes in. Yeah. Whoever decides to back it, good luck to you. Fingers crossed that comes in as well. So that treble is 8.1 to 1. So it's not too bad. Exeter boosts that up. Yeah, Exeter boosts that. As we've mentioned, good research into that. So fingers crossed that comes in for you, Tom. I'm going to go yeah. for a treble of my own. We'll start off in the championship. I'm going to go for Brentford. They're at home to Reading and they're 9 to 20. I'm also going to go for Doncaster, who are away at Plymouth and they are evens. And then I'm going to do something we don't often do on the podcast. I'm going to go into the 5.30 kickoff. It's the Chelsea-Liverpool game. And I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals. And yes, so over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. That is priced at 10 to 11. The treble pays 5.53 to 1. Yeah, you've done that thing again, Tom, that you did last weekend. Where I said I don't really fancy that game, and then you've got to put it in the bloody treble. So uh, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, the Doncaster Plymouth game really worries me. Listen, listen here, Tom. 
this is something that is going to come in. I think. I hope it does. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Listen, we're, we're allowed different things. Let's see what happens. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, okay, then let's swiftly move on to fantasy football. It would not be an episode of the Football Betting Podcast without a little bit of fantasy chat at the end. Let me just drag the table up now. I think, off the top of my head, Chris Hindle with Chindle's Champs is still top of the league. Uh, yeah, he is. He's, his lead has now been cut to just six points from Daniel O'Reilly in second place. I did all right. I've gone up to 19th, so continuing. As long as there's green arrows next to my name, that's that's all right. But yeah, 19th is not too bad for me, considering what we've got. 90 people in the league now, so... Pretty good stuff for you. Obviously, I had a, I had a terrible start. I was... I was embarrassing my family name. I uh, played my wild card, and now I'm moving up in the world. I'm up to 67th, which doesn't sound amazing, but considering where I was, that, that I'm coming a long way. Uh, I've jumped four places. I'm now on 317 points. So I'm slowly catching you, Tom. I, I'm, you know, I'm about 40-ish yeah. points off you. Yeah, we're well, going the right direction. I'd like to say as well that I've got my points with just 10 men this week so who knows what it could have been Why Pedro didn't play then? well I had Pedro in didn't play I have Mendy on the bench didn't play I have David Silva didn't play uh, and then I have Hudson Adoy, and he just never plays anyway so <laughs> Hudson Adoy. I mean yeah. we're not laughing at you Hudson Adoy. you're a good young player but uh, perhaps not the fantasy player that everyone wants I put him in at the start of the season when he did so well for Chelsea in the uh, Community Shield. So I thought, yeah, Mike's a champ. Yeah, absolutely fell off the face of the earth. Guys, if you already have a fantasy Premier League team with the official Premier League website, it's never too late to join. You can join at any stage. The league code is going to be in the podcast description or if you just want to get at us on social media and get it then you can just ask us social media networks are the best way to keep in touch with myself and tom twitter is the best route to go down it's t underscore fb podcast that's our handle facebook we are on facebook as well www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast and also if you do want to email us with any inquiries you can do football betting podcast at gmail.com Absolutely. And if you do want to make our day, guys, you can go on iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate that one. And uh, that will help us to move further up the rankings and uh, get more exposure. Then in turn, we can get you better content. Yes, exactly. So thank you very much to everyone that, that tuned in today. We really, really appreciate it. And good luck if you are placing any bets over the weekend. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Bye bye.